three icons of motorsports coming together for a weekend of racing excitement. The SCCA with its nearly 80 years of history, Cal Club with 72 years of racing action, and then there's Willow Springs, the baby in the group, founded in 1953. Now, another chapter in this enduring love affair with speed, new stories to add to the lore. This is the Racing Wire Podcast Network's coverage of the Cal Club Region's 2022 U.S. Majors Tour races at Willow Springs. Strap on that helmet and tighten those belts. The racing action starts right now. All right, here we go. Group three, race three is the uh, off the grid and getting ready for the start their pace lap. These are our Saturday races at Willow Springs on the Majors Tour event for Cal Club SCCA. Uh, Cal Club Region of SCCA. I'm Brian Belansky. Tristan Parker is here with me today. Tristan, welcome to the broadcast team. I didn't have a chance to really formally do that earlier. We've got a couple of seconds since there's not a whole lot of folks to talk about on the starting grid. Uh, I really appreciate having a second voice up here because I know the people get sick of hearing from me after a while. Oh, we're good. Oh, I'm sure that's not true. No, I'm happy to be here, Brian. It's exciting. I, I love a good car race. Willow Springs, famous track, right? Oldest operating track, I think, in the United States. And a fast track as well. So very exciting across the board. And excited to be here with Cal Club to, to watch this all go down. It's, it's it's fun. It's good. It's a good, fun Saturday of racing. Absolutely. Weather's perfect out here, out here at Willow Springs. Hoping it sticks around for tomorrow because we don't normally broadcast from outside. And it will be really chilly tomorrow <laughs> if we have to do this with the wind. So let's get to our starting order here for our race three this is our wings and things our fast formula cars our fifth row starting on the outside tom van wee and a formula mazda from fallbrook california on the inside of five is gary fowler in the fe2 car from Gil uh, gilbert arizona or gilbert i'm thinking it's gilbert uh, uh row four on the outside is john yeatman also in an fe2 car he's from cave creek arizona Inside of row four, Thomas Burke, car number 45. That's also an FE2 car from Woodway, Washington. Row three on the inside is going to be Corey Condit, FE2 car from Scottsdale, Arizona. On the outside of row three, Paul Marino from Chatsworth. He's also in an FE2 car. Row two on the outside, Caleb Schrader. He's in an FE2 car from uh, Tigard, Tigard, or Tigard, Oregon. On the inside of row two, Tim Day Jr. He's in an F, uh, a P2 car from Scottsdale. Your front row, TJ Acker, FE2 car from Saugus. And your pole sitter in the P1 car, car number 23. That is a P1 car in Elon DPO2. He is from Alamo. And that car, folks, is always, always fast. All right, Tristan, cars are out on the pace car. We got a, this last big turn for them to go through once the pace car comes off. Jim Davenport will have control of the field. Not a lot of cars in this group, but these cars are wicked fast. Uh, wicked fast indeed, and that's that's the most exciting part, right? You got your wings and things, and they go wicked fast. Big Arizona contingent as well. I like to see that. That's good. People coming from uh, out of town, out of state, uh, to get a piece of the action here at Willow Springs this weekend. Always entertaining. But, you know, it's, it's always interesting, too, Brian, to see how these things play out, right? Because you think you're going to look at the battle between maybe first, second, and third, and suddenly you're watching uh, something far more intense down there in five and six. But here they do start to come down into the straight, and we'll see if the pace car pulls off. All right. 
Lights are out on the pace car. Pace car is heading towards pit lane. You've got your cars lined up two by two, heading down towards the start stand. Starter has the green flag in hand and starts to wa wave it. We've got a huge contingency of cars side by side. These are our fastest cars of the weekend. They will do our fastest race, barring any double yellows. Here they head towards turn one. Jim Davenport's jumped out to an early lead in that P2, P1 car, but that's not surprising. That is the fastest car in the field. And we'll see how this all pans out here over the next 25 minutes. Indeed we will. Unfortunately, we do lose a little bit of sight there in turn two, but that's okay. Uh, we'll pick them back up as they come around turn three and into four or five up there uh, by the Willow Springs building. And we'll just wait a pace here and see who comes out on top. All right, here comes our cars. They've started to spread out a little bit here as we get through uh, the end of our first race lap. Jim Devonport still our leader. That's what we expect at this point in time. With these mixed classes, the P1 class, definitely the fastest class here, and he should be able to step away from the field. He will be your leader here at the end of race uh, lap one. Your second place car is Tim Day Jr., followed by TJ Acker, Caleb Schrader, Corey Condit, that's your top five at the end of your first race lap. There's not too much in between these top four either, so that might be something to keep an eye on here as the race develops. I mean, TJ Aker did drop down uh, to third place, but I'm sure he'll be eager to reclaim second here uh, in, in short order. Devonport really, though, with a solid lead, and you can see that as he comes up there into turn four or five, uh, really looking quite ahead and just hoping to widen that gap. Meanwhile, though, you will see, I believe, uh, Aker slowly creeping up on Day Jr. there on the backside, and not far behind him again, not far behind him at all is Schrader uh, really trying to get in on that action, slowly forming a bit of a group of three. And TJ Acker was one of the fastest running cars at the runoffs this past year, so uh, good to see that he, he should have an opportunity to catch back up. We should also mention that, that Davenport, Day, and Acker, three entirely different classes, so they're not really racing against each other, although you always want to take home the, the, the big checkered flag at the end to finish first in, in the whole race. Uh, those three cars are not really racing each other out there, so not a big surprise. Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting to make a note of this, Brian. Really, uh, the only two, the P1, that's Davenport, and then the P2, that'll be Tim Day Jr. The rest of them appear to be, I think, all the way down uh, FE2s, right? So uh, the, the FE2 race is, is quite uh, is going to be something to watch. It is TJ Aker who does have that lead in the FE2 race. Caleb Schrader, uh, Schrader not far behind him, uh, and not far behind Caleb Schrader, actually, is Corey Condit as well. So uh, if you're looking purely at the F2s, you can take a a good look at that, keep a good eye on it, and we'll see if T.J. Aker is able to put uh, a bit of distance between himself and his fellow FE2 drivers, and it does kind of look to be the case, honestly, all things considered, coming down there through uh, turn five. He really does seem to be putting on a little bit of speed. Absolutely, absolutely. So so that is going to be the race that we will probably focus on the most here. We, uh, the FE2 battle, again, as as Tristan said, what is that, eight cars it looks like? Eight, eight seven, eight cars? Just about, I think. Uh, and the FE2 cars are a, a spec class, so those cars should be relatively identical in, in the spirit of the rules. It's really all about the driver and what the driver can accomplish, and, and usually T.J. Acker is at the pointy end of that stick. <laughs> I like that. That's a good way. That's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, usually. All things considered, Tim Day Jr., by the way, is, uh, is still kind of holding over 
Acker right there uh, as they come in through the finish line here. It is still Schrader, Condit, Burt, Marino, Yeatman, Fowler, uh, and the Tom Van Wine at the tail end there. So uh, maintaining uh, still a similar formation. Of course, early days, all things considered here in the race. Nothing uh, too probably uh, exciting will happen just yet, but you never know. Uh, of course, it is a bit of a challenge here, especially with that elevation change there around four and five. And look at that. Speaking of something exciting happened, I do think there might have been a pass right there. I'm not entirely sure I can't conform it. Unfortunately, it is uh, a bit of a distance for us here, but it did look, at least from my perspective, like we might have one car just stopped on the outside edge of the track right now. All right, here comes our leaders down the hill towards the uh, the back half of the racetrack. Jim Devonport still, and as we expect, to be the front runner here in that P1 car. If you do get a chance to go over and take a look at that, that is just a beautifully prepared race car. Uh, you know, it's one thing to have have the fastest car because of the class, um, but he comes out here week after week and really puts on a nice show. That car is really well taken care of, so take an eye on that. Devonport is second. Now, TJ Acker has moved into third place. Uh, looks like two FE car, two cars. Well, Tim Day Jr. is dropping back through the field. No. I think I heard that there was a car that had gone off at some point in time. And if that's the case, that might have been that number number eight car of Tim Day Jr. I believe you're correct there. It's a little bit hard to identify from this position right here, but just kind of limping down around turn five is a car. It probably is that number eight, considering that Tim Day Jr. has dropped down like that. So that that is unfortunate indeed. That is the P2 car. Uh, but really, again, reinforcing that this is an FE2 battle uh, in the rest of the field, because that's just Devin, Devin Porch just opened it up, right? Look at that lead that he's maintaining there as they come around. And actually, even among the FE2s, there's a bit of a lead building up here. All right, I do have confirmation that it is the, the car having some difficulties is Tim Day Jr. Unfortunate for him because he was in second place, uh, but that just gives a, a clearer path now for this FE2 battle, which will make it fun for us to watch for the next uh, you know 15 minutes or so. And it really is shaping up that Acker uh, is kind of the leader of that of that FE2 group by, by a semi-impressive uh, margin. Caleb Schrader there kind of slowly creeping up behind him, but still the gap relatively decent between the two of them. Uh, the real meat of that lineup, though, is Corey Condit, Thomas Burt, and Paul Marino uh, kind of forming their own little group of three right there with not much time in between the three of them. So that fourth, fifth, and sixth place, ideally, I guess, a battle for fourth there, might be something to watch as the race develops here. You'll see them kind of swinging around up there, turn four and five as we speak. And that is Jim Devonport heading through the final set of curves here. And I, I think you're right in, well, I know you're right, Tristan. There's a nice little gap now between second and third place. And then a really good gap has been, been growing now between uh, third and fourth place. It was 6.2 seconds at the line last time. So, you know, the question is going to be, will second and third be able to, 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 to come together to give a little bit of a battle there? Does, uh, does Caleb Schrader have anything for TJ Acker? And then the other question is, and we, similarly to what we talked about last race, um, will Corey Condit and that group of cars, will they be able to work together enough to be able to catch the, the first and second place cars in that class? 
Again, it is a bit of a matter of angles for us here in the booth. Now as you watch them coming in through the straightaway past the finish line, that gap between Condit and Burt does look to be relatively substantial. I think at least three car lengths there as they came down. Could again, I mean, these cars are fast, like you said. They could uh, close up relatively quickly, all things considered. And, I mean, there are some opportunities to do so on this Willow Springs track. Uh, and, I mean, it, you know, it's known for its speed. We talked about it right at the start here. And you can see that there's a little bit of close between Burt and Condit. Uh, you know, Condit still maintaining a bit of an advanced position, but it does look like uh, basically every lap they go by, uh, Burt is maybe slowly creeping up there, and Marino is trying, I think, something very similar uh, to go ahead and get around Burt. So uh, there's a battle still. There's a battle there. Absolutely. Race group four, race group four to the grid, group four to the grid. That would be our big bore cars, GT1, 2, uh, A sedan, T1, and of course our huge spec Corvette group. I think we're going to get a split race start for that class. That's a big, big class. We've got uh, 24 cars. So group three, if you could get, or group four, if you could get yourself to the grid with all those cars, it will help our grid workers if you can help come on out a little bit early. Again, as they pass us here in the finish line, it does like look like Marino is just biting at the heels of Burt right there. There Again, there's maybe about a car or two-car gap between them. Uh, you know, that seems like a not insignificant amount of distance. But because of the speed we're talking about here, I think that's something that could be closed up as the race continues pace, just sort of building up lap after lap after lap, and that's what we kind of like to see, right? Uh, it, it, it has shades of what we saw probably in the last map as well, and you can see how well they handle that turn coming in through four and five right there. It just shows you some excellent control from both of those drivers, actually, in those turns as they push down through five, and and that's where they'll try and speed up just a little bit more to come down into six. Well, and it does appear that they're all, they're close enough where a little bobble from the car in front will be enough just to bring them right back oh, together. It won't take a whole lot. They're not quite far enough apart where you can really uh, get past a, a mistake and not really have it be detrimental. So that's still something that, you know, TJ Acker is. And he's he's been around this track before, and, of course, he's been to the national championship runoff several times. So, you know, this is not a this is not a newbie out there. So he, he knows how to, to, to close out races. So... We'll just keep an eye on the thing and see where things are. Yeah, now they're coming past the finish line again. And oh, it's, it's looking like it's settling into a bit of a rhythm now, to be honest, Brian. Uh, no huge developments here so far. And like I said, we do have that little gap in the sidelines there where we really won't be able to see very much. Uh, we can go just, you know, take a quick look at the top lineup. It is still Davenport with a commanding lead. TJ Acker behind that with a uh, sizable lead over Caleb Schrader there uh, to round out the top three. Uh, and TJ Acker, of course, the leading FE2 right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, Jim Davenport just doing his thing out here. He's going to start getting to the back of the field, though, very quickly if he hasn't already. It looks like there's a uh, – well, the cars that are a lap down are, are, are not running anymore. So uh, those have been kind of picked off. But he's got uh, a 37-second gap between first and, and what's last place here. Um, so that, that will get swallowed up here pretty quickly. And I'm sure he will get to the back of the field here before all is said and done. 
I think it's a definite possibility, right, as the race progresses, that he could make up that gap. Just looking at the speeds he's been putting up right now so far, I mean, he is he's handling the track perfectly well. And like you said, that is a lean, uh, mean driving machine he's in right there, too. A beautiful uh, piece of machinery, all things considered. I did actually, I think, steal a look at it a bit earlier uh, down there in the paddock at one point in time. So it is a beautiful car. And like, like you said, Brian, if you get a chance, you should really go look at it just to admire it. Oh, you know. It's like a Moto Lisa or something, right? Go to the Louvre, take a quick look. Absolutely. And and give Caleb Schrader some credit. You know, he's keeping right there. He is. It has not really grown much first to uh, second. It's right around 1.6 seconds. So, you know, he's hanging in and, and just waiting to see what might happen, what might be available, what openings TJ Acker might give him. And uh, we'll just keep an eye on it with them as well. Real quick, group four to the grid, group four to the grid. I do not see, oh, I see one Group 4 car, and of course, I believe that's the Lamborghini, so if you got to bring one to the grid, that's the one you should bring <laughs> to the grid so I can sit here and, and drool over Admire it a little it. bit. There's nothing wrong with that, um, but we do need to get some other Group 4 cars to the grid as quickly as possible here, and again, with 24 cars, getting here a little early would be nice for our grid workers so they don't have to scramble too much to get you folks ready for your race. You know, it's interesting you're talking about Caleb Schrader right there, and I think he is kind of the, the unsung hero of the race right now because, you know, all things considered, we know that T.J. Acker is a very competent driver in a very fast car, and Caleb Schrader, I mean, he's competent as well, and he is, he is really genuinely hanging in there. He's also managed to establish a, a pretty sumptuous gap uh, between him and Corey Condit. Uh, the real, I think, close battle out of the cars on the field right now is between Marino and Burt. Marino is just kind of clinging on and has been uh, for the last maybe three or four laps, has been clinging onto the heels of Burt there, just waiting for an opportunity to develop. One hasn't manifested yet, but again, uh, on a track like Willow Springs, it could really come at any time. A sumptuous gap. We've definitely classed up the announce crew here <laughs> by adding Tristan to the group here. Uh, we haven't had very many sumptuous gaps over the last couple of years, so I love that. All right, we've got Jim Devonport as your race leader. DJ Acker second, 10 seconds back. That gap between second and third's now grown to about 2.1 seconds, uh, but still, you know, respectably close enough. Not sumptuously close enough, but respectably close enough where that could still become something uh, before all is said and done. Uh, we are past the halfway mark here. A little less than, a uh, little more than 10 minutes left in the race. Let's go through the full field. Jim Devonport's your race leader. TJ Acker's in second. Caleb Schrader, third. Your fourth place car is Corey Condit, followed by Thomas Burt. Paul Marino is in sixth. Uh, John Yeatman is in seventh. Gary Fowler, your eighth place car. Tim Day Jr., I believe, is out of this race. Uh, he is now uh, showing in ninth place. And I don't think seventh laps is going to be enough for him to be considered a finisher. We have to finish halfway. We have to finish at least half the laps of the race to be considered an official finisher in the race. Uh, so we'll see what the situation is there uh, with that. Uh, one other note, Tom Van Wee joined the race late in the yellow F Formula Atlanta car. Uh, he's seven laps down, uh, but he is circulating now. I don't know what the situation was with the car. Obviously something mechanical is my guess uh, that didn't allow him to make the green flag at the start of the race. But being a Formula Atlanta car, that should be one of the fastest Formula cars here. So there is a chance that he might be able to make up some spots here. I don't think he'll make up very many laps. He's way down. Uh, but give, keep an eye on that car. That's also a beautiful. That's the yellow number six car uh, that just joined us. I saw him come out of the, to the, the race a little bit late, and I wasn't sure what the situation was there. He's just coming down through turn five, actually. If you're, I, I think that's him. Uh, if you were uh, looking out for it, 
but yeah, it's unfortunate for Tim, uh, Tim Day Jr. there to uh, not be able to uh, kind of finish the race as it were. It's worth pointing out, by the way, that uh, TJ Aker is starting to open up that gap between him and Caleb Schrader bigger and bigger. Uh, now uh, getting a, a pretty decent chunk between the two of them. And again, still, uh, the, the real kind of tight fight is between Burt and Marino. And that's, I mean, very close indeed down there, Brian. The two of them are very close to that fifth place spot. Burt apparently holding Marino off at the moment. But again, it's it's the kind of thing that could shift uh, on a dime right here at any given time. I, I think it's relatively safe to say, though, uh, that at least as far as the top three concerned, that's uh, staying rather solid at the moment, all things considered. And then when you go four through six, we're talking about Corey Condit, Thomas Burt, Paul Marino. You know, again, really some really good race car drivers in that group. So FE2 always brings out some really, really talented folks because uh, of course it is uh, a spec class. So if you're if you're running close to the front in any of our spec classes, there's a, a modicum of skill that comes with that. So and, and that's exactly what happens with this FE2 class, and it, it can be a stepping stone uh, to to something bigger if that's what any of these drivers want. Uh, we talked with a, a, a gentleman, uh, a youngster, <laughs> in, in my world. He's 16. Uh, his name's Steve Pribble. He was one of our first podcast guests, actually our first podcast guest. He was in FE2 in the runoffs, and uh, he has turned his FE2 run at the runoffs into a chance to race this year in the first rung of the Road to Indy uh, series. And uh, he's going to be starting with a team there to do the full season in the in that first. I think it's SF, USF 2000 is what he's in. And what a great opportunity for him. And he started here with the SECA and FE2. So, you know, you can learn a lot in these spec classes, especially on car control and how to make a car work for you. So, you know, that's what a lot of these drivers have done. So if you're racing up front in FE2, you've got a really good opportunity to, to kind of hone your skills and hone your craft. And they look cool. Well, they do that, too. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and they look cool at the top of it all, so there you go. But it does look like uh, everything's sort of uh, flattening out here across the group. Uh, decent gaps in between all of the competitors at the moment. Uh, Condit putting up a bit of speed there on Burt. Paul Marino falling back a little bit behind on that same racer there. Can't quite make up the distance on Burt here as they come around the finish line again. Uh, Yeatman and then... Fowler there at the tail end. Uh, Tom Van Wee hasn't really managed to make up too much uh, there in the way of time, but he is worth watching just because he does have that FA car, as was previously mentioned. But again, it is all looking a, a little locked up out there uh, in the moment on the track. And our leader, Jim Devonport, is in the pits. Not quite sure what the situation is there, but he's given up the lead to TJ Acker. We'll see if he's just in for a second and we'll go back out or if he's going to pull it around and head to the uh, head to the, the scales, and it looks like that's what's happening. I can't explain that, though. I'll do that in just a second. Race group four to the grid. Race group four to the grid. Seen about eight cars. That means we're about 12, 18 cars short. So, so Tristan, you're a little new to us here with the SECA. A lot of times what happens with these cars where they don't have any competition, they only have to run half the race to be considered a finisher. If you're the only car in your class, you run half your race and you come in, um, you'll still be considered your race winner because that's your class. And, uh, you know, a lot of times that, that's what I'll do is I'll do something like that. That's a good build up there, though, for Eckert to uh, move into that first place spot. Galen Schrader now in your second place. Corey Condit in third there to round out the top three. Thomas Burt uh, just behind Condit, uh, leading to Paul Marino, John Yeadman, uh, Gary Fowler, and then uh, Jim Devonport uh, and 
well, not Jim Davenport anymore. Tom Van Wee there at the tail end. Jim Davenport has uh, left the track, as was just previously mentioned. Uh, so for now, again, things seem pretty solid, pretty steady. Uh, and, you know, the race is continuing on. Uh, there's uh, a couple of laps left to complete here, but... I don't know about you, Brian. I feel as if we're, we're probably not going to see anything too spectacular here happen. I think all the drivers are looking relatively comfortable uh, with where they are. If they're not too comfortable, there's unfortunately just not enough road or room or time uh, to necessarily make up those gaps. And that is the announcer's curse. That means something will happen to one of our leaders. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we hope that's not the case. So we are under four, under five minutes left in this race. And uh, so that's probably going to be maybe three laps to go. And I, I think you're right. Unless something happens, you know, the, the front runners here are gapped enough where nothing huge is going to, to be able to, you know, they're not going to be able to catch up without an incident or, an ac or, or a, a, a bobble or something mechanical. So the, that conventional wisdom is probably pretty right. Um, but, of course, as soon as we start talking about it, things start to rattle, and, you know, you never know what's going to happen. The other thing you have to think about here is, you know, being up in the high desert here, once you get dust on the track, that can catch you out here pretty easily, too, as well. And I've seen that happen where out of nowhere someone just slides off because a little bit of dust got kicked up. So, um, you know. Thou shalt not count their chickens before they hatch, as I like to say. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good way to look at it. And, I mean, obviously I'm not the uh, most familiar with everything, all things considered. But I do know that, you know, Willow Springs perhaps has a propensity for there being a couple of places where it is quite easy uh, to build up a little bit too much speed, right? A little bit more than you can control, a little bit more than uh, bite off a little bit more than you can chew to use the idiom. Uh, and you'll just kind of maybe slide off or you'll kick up some dust and it'll cause problems for the people behind you. So it's always a possibility, right? It, it is always a possibility. A little uh, pass right there, I think, that we just saw. Uh, I don't think it was anything uh, particularly impactful. I mean, it might have been Tom Van Wee uh, just getting uh, passed up by somebody there. Couldn't quite make out the details. There you go. There you go. T.J. Aker, still your race leader, followed by Caleb Schrader and Corey Condit. Group four cars to the grid. Group four cars to the grid. Uh, most of them have showed up at this point. We're probably still about six cars short of a full field here. So uh, if we can get our, our group four cars to the grid, thank you for getting here and making life a little bit easier for our grid workers. Let's also take a second here to shout out to our grid workers here uh, out at, uh, at Willow Springs. We also have a, a great crew of corner, corner workers and tech crew, people in registration, our admin folks, our race control people, timing and scoring. Uh, got a whole ton of people it takes to make this thing happen every weekend. All of them are volunteers. If you want to come out and play with us, we're always looking for volunteers uh, to come out and, and, as we like to say, hashtag fun with cars, um, you know, coming out and do your thing. Uh, no experience necessary. We train, and, uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun if you want to come out and spend some time at the racetrack with us. Uh, you can go to calclub.com to find out how to get involved. Uh, calclub.com. Also, if you're listening to this and you're not from Southern California, uh, you can find your local region at secca.com. Uh, we have regions all over the country you can get involved with in various levels. So that's how you get in, out, uh, get to come out here and get as close to cars as you possibly can and have a good time. All right, Tristan, we are under two minutes to go in this race. We're probably going to get the white flag here in just a second. I was just looking for it, actually, to see if it was there, but it hasn't been shown just yet. Uh, Marino has uh, slightly, or I should say Burt has slightly moved up on Corey Condit right now. Marino has fallen back, so I don't think his chances of passing Burt as eager as he was for it earlier on uh, will be too much of a thing. Still no white flag yet, though. 
uh, coming out there up in the box. Just wait, waiting for them to show up because we must be getting close here uh, to the end of this uh, particular stretch here for group number three. And I just heard it. Uh, next time by, we're going to get the white flag. So we're on our second to last, our penultimate lap here. Uh, uh, TJ Acker still with the lead here. Stretch that out to seven, a little more than seven and a half seconds. So a nice lead for Acker. Uh, Caleb Schrader also there in second. He also has a nice lead over Corey Condit. So, you know, barring a flat tire, barring something else, you know, these guys are going to be able to circulate around here for another minute and what is it, minute and 17 seconds, we'll have ourselves a, a race winner here in race group three. Actually, speaking of Condit, Burt was kind of creeping up on him there, but Condit, last time they came past the finish line, really punched it through and opened up that gap, I think, to a point where it is probably insurmountable, all things considered here. So what you see on the track is probably what you're going to get, all things considered, uh, with this group, uh, barring some unforeseen uh, disaster. But I don't think we've seen any unforeseen disasters there. And there's the white flag. So we are on the final lap as our race leader, TJ Aker, crosses the finish line here in front of us. Group four cars to the grid. Group four cars to the grid. I see two spots. Our fifth place car and our seventh, eighth place car. They're still a little bit late to the grid, but you're not too late. Still haven't called a five minute board, so hustle on out here you can get ready for race group four. All right, our leader now should be coming down the hill for the last time here. That's TJ Acker. He comes down the hill and heads toward the final big sweeping corner here at Willow Springs for the final time. We'll do it again tomorrow. These are our Saturday races. We'll be back out here Sunday doing it again with the same groups of fun and frivolity that we always do. Here comes your leader into seven and around onto the main straight for the final time. And the starter has the checkered flag in hand. TJ Acker is your race winner for race group four. I'm sorry, race group three. If all goes as we think it will, Caleb Schrader will now cross the line in second. And then a few seconds down the road here, we will have Corey Condit. He will be your third place finisher to the best of, yep, there he is. Corey Condit will come across the line third, and we will give you a full field rundown as soon as the whole field takes the checkered flag. All right, let's go over the full field here. TJ Acker, your race winner in FE2. Caleb Schrader was second. Corey Condit, third. That's your podium. Thomas Burt. Excuse me. Thomas Burt was fourth. Paul Marino, fifth. John Yeatman, sixth. Chris Fowler was your seventh place finisher. Jim Devonport, not on the track, but he won P P1. He was your eighth place finisher. Tom Van Wee, who joined us late, he was able to finish ninth. And Tim Tay, Jr., he had an incident early in the race. He was our 10th place finisher. That is our full field rundown here for race group three here. Our Saturday races at Willow Springs Raceway. I am Brian Belansky. He is Tristan Parker. And we are out of here for this race. This is the Racing Wire Podcast Network.